Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Good morning. This is James Flippin filling in for Noah Layden on this Tuesday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Let's get you your Ramsey Mazda three day weather forecast. Kick things off here. Showers and thunderstorms are likely today. We'll also experience some humid conditions, 85, the expected high. Later tonight, more rain giving way to clouds, the low near 70 overnight heading into Wednesday. And then tomorrow, mostly sunny, topping out at 88 degrees. Thursday, more sun getting up to 89. We've got 74 degrees in Midtown Manhattan, 69 in Vernon, New Jersey, and 72 in East Hampton out on Long Island. Again, that's the weather forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. So, one of the bigger events here in New York City today, Nathan's famous annual hot dog eating contest in Coney Island. I have to admit, I was listening to Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. I didn't realize this was like a 1960s or 1970s era thing. It definitely got more popular in the 90s and 2000s. I remember when ESPN started airing it. I have to admit, I don't really see how it's a sport, competitive eating. It's very impressive, and it's definitely hard to do, but I don't know about a sport. I would like to just recall one of my favorite hot dog competition memories, which involves Japanese competitive eater Kobayashi, who I understand is no longer on the professional circuit due to some licensing issues or competitor issues. This was Kobayashi versus an Alaskan brown bear on the Man vs. Beast TV show back in the day on Fox. They did stuff like a sumo wrestler and a female orangutan in a tug of war. The orangutan won. There was a Navy SEAL that competed with a Marine uh, and a chimpanzee at an obstacle course. I believe the Marine actually ended up winning that. But in this case, it was Kobayashi and a brown bear eating hot dogs. It's one minute into the competition now. Kobayashi's doing very well. The bear is, is scooping them up. But, you know, obviously it, it, it's got a very different approach to eating. But see, he, he looks away and he takes a break because he doesn't know it's a competition. Again, this was old show Man vs. Beast on Fox. And the bear wasn't really that interested in eating hot dogs. Kobayashi was flying through, pounding dogs two at a time, just shoving them down, shoving them down his gullet. Eventually the bear had seen enough. We have a winner. The it's bear, over. the beast, has won. The Alaskan Cruncher is our new champion. Yeah, eventually the bear just kind of started shoveling them into his mouth. He used his tongue. He sucked down about like 50 or 60 hot dogs in three seconds. So never forget Joey Chestnut, Mickey Sudo, while you're out there today at the Nathan's competition. You're no match for a brown bear when it comes to eating hot dogs. All right, let's get into our top five headlines here. The top five at five. So it'll be the annual Macy's Fourth of July fireworks show tonight in New York City. Over 60,000 shells and effects shot from barges along the East River. The show starts at 925 tonight. It's between East 26th Street and East 42nd Street where you get your best views over there on the east side. And the majority of the fireworks are new this year. There's a mile-wide waving flag 
image that they'll create by using red, white, and blue palm and strobing shells. I'm not really sure what palm refers to, by the way, but I think it's like those those exploding, you know, fireworks that kind of go out in the palm tree format. There will be musical performances leading up to the fireworks. The fireworks display is synchronized to a musical score as well. And Tina Turner is one of the themes following her passing this year. And then later today, we'll have a feature talking about the dangers of sparklers, by the way. You really should be careful anytime you're setting off fireworks, including sparklers. And then we're also going to talk about some of the dangers of grilling later. It's obviously plenty of fun, too, fireworks and grilling, but you got to be careful. All right. Next up, we've got at least four people dead and others injured after a mass shooting in Philadelphia. Cops confirming that yesterday six people were struck by gunfire in the attack that was carried out at multiple locations. And this after so much gun violence this weekend, including the block party down in Baltimore where two people were killed. This in Philly, the suspected gunman in custody was described as a man with an AR-style rifle, a handgun, multiple magazines, body armor, and a police scanner. Officers responding to the shooting heard gunfire. They chased the suspect, who continued firing before being detained. A second suspect, who may have returned fire, also arrested, and the two injured victims are both minors. The NYPD says its fight against gun violence continues here in the city following a spate of weekend shootings across the five boroughs. NYPD Crime Stats Chief Michael LaPetrie says seven of the nine shootings occurred between Friday and Monday in the Bronx, and that is where the NYPD has most of its resources. LaPetrie says last year the Bronx did experience the largest drop in gun violence, which remains on a downward trend overall, but LaPetrie says youth violence remains a concern. Obviously, that was a theme, as we mentioned, in Philadelphia and in Baltimore, frankly. This comes after three children were shot in the weekend shootings in the Bronx. One 15-year-old died as a result. LaPetrie says the NYPD has made 2,200 gun arrests this year and 11% of subjects under the age of 18. The annual Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest today in New York. Men and women will gather to see who can scarf down the most hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Last year's champ, Joey Chestnut, will try to beat his world record of 76 hot dogs that he ate in 2021. On the women's side, eight-time champ Mickey Sudo will try and defend her title. She ate 40 dogs and buns last year. She says she's going for 50, which would be a personal best. Finally, a survey from WalletHub claims that the tri-state's just not very patriotic. The tri-state does have some of the least patriotic states in the country on this 4th of July, according to the survey. New York coming in at 47, Connecticut 41, and New Jersey not much better at 40. WalletHub says it used 13 indicators of patriotism. The most patriotic state, Virginia. And despite that, 87% of Americans do still plan to celebrate Independence Day this year. 77 WABC News Time 508. So for many today, the celebration on this July 4th includes barbecues and cookouts. In fact, July 4th is the most popular holiday for grilling. FDNY Lieutenant Jim McCarthy says safety is an important part of grilling, given that those grills can get up to 1,000 degrees. You should make sure that the grill is at least three feet away from any uh, structure. And other safety tips include using utensils with long handles so as to avoid burns and never leave a hot grill unattended. You should also never store propane inside or below ground level. In addition, when you are done grilling, make sure everything's cooled down, especially those charcoal briquettes, before tossing them. So speaking of cookouts and barbecues and what you might have in your cooler on this sticky and hot July 4th, my how the mighty have fallen. You know, as a result of all the Dylan Mulvaney backlash and boycott, 
Bud Light is no longer America's top-selling beer. And you probably know a little bit about that story. Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender influencer. Bud Light didn't exactly sign her on as a, um endorsee or a, or a sponsor or whatever you want to call it, but they did give her some custom cans, some custom Bud Light cans, and she showed those off on her social media. That led to a whole backlash and a bunch of people boycotting Bud Light, and it is no longer America's top-selling beer. In fact, Bud Light now sells for less than water in some American warehouses. A warehouse in Pennsylvania said a 30-pack of Bud Light was $9. The manager there says he has cases of water that cost more. This comes after the Bud Light commercial featuring transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney led to some customers boycotting the brand. Before the controversy, Bud Light was the top-selling beer in the U.S., but now sales have dropped nearly 30%. I'm Brian Shook. You know, the funny thing now, the most popular beer is Modelo in terms of sales. Of course, Modelo is owned by Anheuser-Busch or InBev, the Belgian company that is the conglomerate behind that brand. Except in New York, Constellation Brands, which is another big publicly traded beverage uh, giant, owns Modelo in New York. So do with that what you will when you're making your beer purchases today. Well, yesterday we told you about the roller coaster in North Carolina that had to be closed due to a massive crack in a support pillar. And there's more of that kind of horror to tell you about here. Most of the time when you talk roller coasters and amusement parks in the summer, you know, you hope that's kind of a source of fun and amusement, maybe a prize if you win one at one of those uh, games, uh, the booth games. But with this kind of thing, you just get scary. Uh, You get scared about going out and doing stuff. Eight roller coaster riders, eight were stuck upside down on a carnival ride Sunday at a Wisconsin festival. The stoppage took place at the Forest County Festival in Crandon. That's about 230 miles north of Milwaukee. And these riders were on a ride called the Fireball. It, they were struck, stuck, I should say, for at least three hours as first responders worked to bring them down safely. A festival goer posted an image on Facebook showing the riders hanging upside down saying they'd been, they, this person on Facebook said they'd been that way for four hours. Can you imagine that? I mean, that doesn't even sound possible. You're hanging there. I understand with the roller coaster, you get strapped in. They have the kind of that, like, you know, foam-padded V thing that goes down and keeps you in place. But hours hanging there? Yikes. I mean, with that and the thing in, in North Carolina, they shut down the roller coaster because of this huge crack in the support pillar. It really makes you think twice about going on roller coasters, I have to tell you, at least for me. Back here with some more local action, we told you the Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest today in New York in Coney Island. We'll get more gut-busting details now. Men and women will gather to see who can scarf down the most hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Last year's champ Joey Chestnut is going to try to beat his world record of 76 hot dogs that he ate in 2021. On the women's side, eight-time champ Nikki Sudo is going to try to defend her title after eating 40 dogs and buns last year. I'm Mark Mayfield. I like how everybody confirms and, and or really makes clear to mention it's not just the hot dogs, it's the buns as well. And I think, I don't know that much about the history of the competition, I will say that. We told you at the top, it goes back to like the 60s, 70s, it's largely a PR event aimed at hel- selling hot dogs. But the eating of the buns is really an amazing aspect of the hot dog eating contest. Because what they do now, the really serious professional guys who get up into the, you know, 50 hot dog range, they dip the bun in water so that it kind of just, like, slides down your gullet that much easier. And the thing that's really gross about it all to me, and I apologize, maybe you're up eating some breakfast right now, 
is the way the the hot dog bun kind of crust gets on the out the corner of the mouth. You know, it's just it's not a pleasant sight. And I really just find the whole competition not really that pleasant either. But people like it. And uh, I have to say, some people consider it a sport. And if it is a sport, which maybe it is, then I never knew what it was like to not care about sports before. Like, there's plenty of people who just don't care about football. They don't care about baseball, basketball, any of that stuff. College pro, they don't care. And I always thought that's interesting. Like, I really do care probably more than I should about certain sports. But with the hot dog eating competition, I'm blissfully someone who doesn't care. James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden here on the 77 WABC 5 a.m. News Hour, WABC News Time 514. If you're having a 4th of July cookout this year, there's some good news. You may notice it's a little bit more affordable. According to the American Farm Bureau Federation, families can expect to pay less than $68 for a party of 10. That's down 3% from last year's record high of $69.68. The estimate includes 12 staple items like hamburger buns, potato salad, chicken breast, lemonade, and chocolate chip cookies. I'm Sarah Bartlett. And, yeah, the thing is, inflation does kind of look like it's backing off a little bit here. Um, The Fed talks as though Fed Chair Jerome Powell recently kind of giving an indication that there are some more rate hikes coming, which will drive up the cost of money and, you know, drive inflation um, hopefully down. That's the hope with the Fed raising rates. But we did get a pause in that campaign recently, the rate hike campaign, and that typically suggests that the Fed thinks inflation is either leveling off or, you know, potentially on its way down. Uh, unlikely. That's not a good thing to have my alarm on. You know what's funny, Rich, is that's actually for tomorrow, waking up. <laughs> I forgot. I reset it because you know, I was up so early getting ready for this show this morning. All right. So let's check in on sports here uh, at 5-15-77-WABC, 5 a.m. News Hour. James Flippin filling in for... No, I'm laden. So the first day of Wimbledon is in the books, the oldest and most prestigious tennis tournament in the world. Four-time defending champ Novak Djokovic and fourth-seeded Casper Ruud each rolled the victories in the first round. On the women's side, seventh-seeded Coco Goff was upset by fellow American Sophia Kennan in a three-set thriller. Venus Williams, the legend, she's been knocked out of the tournament, while top-seeded Iga Shivantek and fourth-seeded Jessica Pagula each advanced. Never easy with some of those tennis names. The tennis and hockey always very tough. The Yankees, they beat the Orioles 6-3 to in comeback fashion. After three innings, New York trailed 3-zip, but the Yankees scored six unanswered runs from there, including a tie-breaking go-ahead three-run homer from center fielder Harrison Bader, who spoke to the Yes Network afterward. Volpe's been incredible for, for so long, going up zeros. Volpe's, uh, you know, stringing together just, you know, a lot of good work. Higgy with big hits. G, big hits. You know, it's just about chipping away and uh, passing the baton. And meanwhile, the Mets, fresh off their series win against the Giants, that's rare, they start up with the D-backs today. They'll send Kodai Senga to the hill. It's a 4-10 first pitch with the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Meanwhile, the Mets made a trade yesterday. Their bullpen has just been absolutely awful. They got Trevor Gott to solidify that pen. He's a right-hander that they picked up from Seattle. They gave up lefty Zach Muckenhern. And former Met Chris Flexen was also acquired in the trade from the Mariners. He was then immediately designated for assignment. And Flexen was not good when he was here with the Mets, but he was pretty good with the Mariners the past couple of years. Not this year, however. He's 0-4 with a 7-7-1 ERA across 17 appearances, four starts. So Flexen designated for assignment. It'll be seen whether or not he passes through to waivers 
and uh, makes it to AAA Syracuse. So we told you the Yankees come back to win, but fans will want to know more about Aaron Judge. Well, he finally gave an update on his injured toe. We've got more on that at WABCSportsRadio.com for more. Back here on the 77 WABC 5 a.m. News Hour, this is James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden. 77 WABC News Time, 519. After the recent SCOTUS affirmative action ruling, the Supreme Court deciding that colleges and universities can no longer consider race when looking at college applications, now three black and Latino groups say Harvard University's consideration of legacies and donors in the admissions process violates the Civil Rights Act. So this could set up the next big legal standoff when it comes to this kind of thing. Legacy donors probably the next stage in the debate. As many say, if if race is an unfair advantage or, or something that, you know, should not be considered in terms of that 14th protection, equal protections clause and all that, 14th Amendment, I should say, equal protections clause, then maybe legacy is an unfair advantage. You know, what does it matter if your parents or grandparents went to the school and if they gave money and all that kind of stuff? Is that a fair consideration when it comes to academic performance and that type of thing? A complaint was filed Monday with the U.S. Department of Education Office for Civil Rights. It argues that giving preference to legacies and donors admits predominantly white students while excluding non-white applicants. This complaint coming just days after the Supreme Court ruled using race when determining admissions is unconstitutional. And again, like we said, effectively ending affirmative action for colleges and universities when it comes to admissions. Back here in the city, a person was pulled from the East River off Randall's Island last night. This according to the FDNY. A person removed from the water near the FDNY Fire Academy on Randall's Island. Fire first responders called to the scene following reports of a drowning, and this was after a 14-year-old boy died by drowning at Rockaway Beach in Queens on Sunday. And look, many people, no doubt, on this 4th of July, it's hot, it's humid, it's, it's a day off for many people. You're going to go out, you're going to go to the beach, go to the pool maybe. But officials can't say it, you know, stringently or, or strongly enough. you got to swim, especially at the beach, when lifeguards are posted, only when lifeguards are posted. And it's because of those rip currents. And the rip currents are so dangerous because a lot of the time, especially for an untrained or inexperienced swimmer, the tendency is to want to fight against that current. You know, the current's pulling you out, it's pushing you down, it's, it's moving you around in the water, the tendency is to want to fight back against it and get back to shore. But really what you should do is kind of let the, the strongest of the current float you out a little bit, float on your back, and try to go around it. Try to go around it to get back to the shore. And, you know, that fighting against the really strong current is what tires people out and often leads to their drowning. So many people, if you're going to the beach, just be careful. Watch out for those rip currents. And then if you're going to the pool, you know, keep an eye on the kids at all times. Make sure at least someone's keeping an eye on the kids when the pool's out even if it's just one of those tiny ones, a little kiddie pool. Water and swimming, it can be dangerous. It's also plenty of fun. Riding the subway, can't necessarily say it's much fun, but it can be dangerous. And the other thing about it is kids these days are doing something that's known as subway surfing. Now, you probably have heard of it before. Maybe you've even seen kids uh, on you know those elevated tracks when they get up on top of the train and ride at the top of the subway, it's really become a social media phenomenon now with kids looking to go viral by sharing it on TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of thing. But again, it's extremely dangerous. Within the last couple of weeks, we've had several teenagers die as a result of this trend, this subway surfing trend. 
And officials here in New York, they're urging families to basically talk to kids about it. Exactly one week after a teenage boy died in Brooklyn, a second teenage boy has died after reportedly subway surfing in Queens. This marks the seventh death related to the disturbing trend this year. I think the national government must come in and say, what is the corporate responsibility of social media? And I'm just surprised this hasn't been done. That was Mayor Eric Adams at a press conference where he called on TikTok to remove videos from their platform showing people doing the dangerous act. TikTok responded by sending their condolences while also noting that the trend dates back before the creation of TikTok. I'm Liz Radabali for WABC News. I mean, you kind of, that's a pretty rich statement from TikTok. You know, like subway surfing goes back before us. Yeah, well, I mean, TikTok's been around for what, like 10 years? So you think you can just like obfuscate your responsibility potentially in a dangerous viral trend and say, well, you know, I mean, kids have been doing subway surfing. Uh, I mean, come on. So, no, what, what Adams wants is for all these different social media platforms to come together and say, look, we'll work on either having a, a gatekeeper or some kind of algorithm or, you know, some sort of feature that looks to block these subway surfing videos and i guess to date that hasn't happened or maybe maybe those social media platforms are working on it i really don't know so we go from the rails to the skies and there's been a lot of issues lately with flights talked a lot about that last week where you know people kind of trying to get out of town for this july 4th holiday weekend had a lot of issues and newark jfk laguardia Boston, Chicago, these were some of the hardest-hit airports. And, you know, kind of officially on the record, the story was that stormy weather was the reason. But there's also concerns with FAA crews and not enough, you know, workers being in place with air traffic control and stuff like that. So with that all going on, there's this story. A woman's been going viral, again, on social media, something we talked about with subway surfing, because of how she went freaking out on a American Airlines flight. I mean, this woman really lost it. And I have to admit, you know, you read, you listen to the audio. We'll play it here in a second. It definitely sounds like the woman's under the influence. So I don't know if maybe she had a, a few too many at the airport bar before getting on. You know, sometimes like to people like to kind of lubricate that flight a little bit with some drinks ahead of time, and that may have been a little overboard for this woman on an American Airlines flight. It caused quite the scene. She was caught on camera freaking out, heading for the exit, over an apparent passenger that she said was not real. Don't really know what that means, but you'll hear in a second what she says. Um, The flight was preparing to depart from Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. And there's a reason why I'm getting the f*** off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f***s, but I am telling you right I mean, it's sort of an impressive amount of times that we had to bleep in that clip there, just for one 20-second clip. But, uh, yeah, apparently that person is not real. The person behind the account that posted the original video claims the woman was not arrested following the outburst. But, I mean, I guess I guess she's got a right to get off the plane if she wants to, and it didn't look like she was threatening anybody. She was kind of trying to be, in her mind, helpful. I have to say, I was on a plane one time when a guy got kicked off, um, we were stranded on a tarmac, I think it was either in Pittsburgh or Washington, D.C. It was a connecting flight. It might have been Philly, actually. It was a connecting flight 
from Chicago, trying to get back here to, to Newark, I believe it was. And this guy was just kind of complaining and ranting and raving and going on and on, talking to the flight attendants about, you know, how much he was uh, inconvenienced by this. And eventually the woman had just kind of said, all right, that's enough. You know, you're out. You're, you're off. Get out. And he was a little bit, you know, uh, perplexed and said, well, what do you mean? I have, I'm on this flight. He said, no, you're not anymore. So you got to watch out. You know, those flight attendants, they call the shots. So we're coming up on our first break of the hour here. And when we come back, we've got some more stories to get into from Ukraine, from Israel, from Vietnam. And that news note from Vietnam, by the way, ties into the new Barbie movie. Also, four dead in a shooting down in Philly as gun violence just continues to plague the U.S. on this July 4th. And then in terms of it being July 4th, you know, the fireworks show coming up later tonight with Macy's and then plenty of local fireworks shows. Uh, maybe some people setting off some of those Roman candles and other stuff around their neighborhood. You should know that even sparklers can be very dangerous. We'll have that coming up. And some good news, hopefully some useful news, from the IRS. 77 WABC News Time, 529. This is James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden on the 5 a.m. News Hour. 77 WABC News Time, 532. Good morning. I'm James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden. 77 WABC 5 a.m. News Hour. It's easy to forget just what a revolution these Americans made. It's easy to forget how they amazed the world and how many hopes they raised. President George Washington, the very first inaugural address, warned Americans that they had a new responsibility. He said, The preservation of the sacred fire of liberty and the destiny of the Republican model of government are justly considered, perhaps as deeply as finally, staked on the experiment entrusted to the hands of the American people. That's a snippet from President Ronald Reagan's July 4th radio address in 1983. It's Tuesday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Good morning. I'm James Flippin. Let's get you your Ramsey Mazda three-day weather forecast. Kick things off here at 532. Showers and thunderstorms are likely today. Humid, 85, the expected high. Later tonight, more rain giving way to clouds. The low near 70. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, topping out at 88 degrees. Thursday, more sun, getting up to 89. Again, that's the weather forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Let's get into our top five headlines this morning. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. 77 WABC Early News presents the Top 5. So the annual Macy's 4th of July fireworks show in New York City taking place tonight. Over 60,000 shells and effects will be shot off from barges along the East River. The majority of the fireworks are new this year. Tina Turner, one of the musical themes, following her passing earlier this year. At least four people are dead. Others are injured after a mass shooting in Philadelphia. Police confirming yesterday six people struck by gunfire in the attack carried out at multiple locations. And again, this following so much violence this weekend, including the block party in Baltimore, where at least two people were killed. The NYPD says its fight against gun violence continues following a spate of weekend shootings across New York City. NYPD crime stats chief Michael Lepetri says seven of the nine shootings that occurred between Friday and Monday morning were in the Bronx where the NYPD does have most of its resources. And the annual Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest is here in New York today. Men and women gathering to see who can scarf down the most hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Last year's champ, Joey Chestnut, will try to beat his world record of 76 hot dogs, which he ate in 2021. On the women's side, the top contender, Mickey Sudo. She's an eight-time champ. 
And she says she's going for 50 hot dogs this year, which would be a personal best. She ate 40 last year. A survey from WalletHub claims the tri-state's not very patriotic. And the tri-state apparently has some of the least patriotic states, with New York at 47, Connecticut 41st, New Jersey not much better, ranking at number 40. WalletHub looked at things like the state's military enlistees and veterans, as well as the share of adults who voted in the 2020 election. Despite some of these states' lack of patriotism, 87% of Americans overall still do plan to celebrate Independence Day this year. So we told you about that mass shooting down in Philadelphia where at least four people were killed. We get more details now. Six people were struck by gunfire in the attack, carried out at multiple locations. This male was wearing a bulletproof vest with multiple magazines in the vest. He also had a scanner and an AR-style rifle and a handgun underneath his body. He was taken into custody. Officers responding to the shooting heard the gunfire and chased the suspect, who continued firing before being detained. A second suspect, who may have returned fire, was also taken into custody. I'm Troy Thomas. WABC News Time 535 here on the WABC 5 a.m. News Hour. I'm James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden. So people will be celebrating, maybe by eating hot dogs today, maybe by doing some grilling. And, of course, the fireworks will go off later tonight. People are telling doctors, I'm, I'm sure, of course, other people as well, telling people to be careful. And that's with most of those fireworks like, you know, Roman candles or blockbusters, things like that. That's kind of what we think of. And I saw on Twitter yesterday those ER photos that they say, oh, this is what happens. Here's the x-rays, some of the injuries caused by fireworks. But what you may not know is that doctors are also concerned with some of the more mundane fireworks, including sparklers. Some parents may see sparklers as a safe option for kids, but they can still cause damage in the hands of a child. Here's Dr. John Tully of the Baptist Health System in Texas. Kids should not be anywhere around the sparks because the sparks can, uh, as they're coming off the sparkler, can fly and hit the kid in the eye. A study by the National Safety Council found that sparklers burn up to 2,000 degrees, which is hot enough to melt some metals. I'm Liz Radabali for WABC News. Well, more travel issues are piling up for Americans during this long Fourth of July weekend, according to Flight Aware. More than 4,600 flights were delayed on Monday. Roughly 140 flights were canceled. And in just a second here, we're going to have a story about how United Airlines, one of the local carriers with a hub here in the area, they're trying to make amends for some of the problems that caused travelers last week. And we were talking about, before the traffic update, the issues with flights recently and some of the airlines that are now trying to respond to that. Well, if you were one of the passengers impacted by those disruptions recently, United Airlines is trying to make amends. United Airlines is giving 30,000 frequent flyer miles to travelers impacted by the flight delays over the past week. Bad weather was just the start of United's issues, which included takeoffs delayed by as much as eight hours in some cases from Sunday through Tuesday. United CEO Scott Kirby said the airline will have to cut or change schedules unless it can get more gates at its Newark Liberty International Airport hub. I'm Sarah Bartlett. Yeah, United CEO making those comments basically saying that unless things kind of, you know, can expand for them at Newark, they may have to cut back. And I was thinking maybe that's not the worst thing because the cutting back of the schedule would be, in my mind, preferable to some of these issues where people show up and sit there waiting hours on end for a plane to take off or you go to the airport, you get through TSA check-in and then, you know, delays. Sometimes you have to go and get a hotel room because you already checked in and you're, you're, you know, 
not living where you're you're transferring from or whatever it may be. But uh, maybe the cutting back of the schedule is not the worst thing in the world. People would not want to hear that in, in general, I would think. But if it's a tidier, more easy-to-maintain schedule, then maybe that's just better. The IRS says you may have an unclaimed tax refund. To get it, you have to file a return for your 2019 taxes by July 17th. The average unclaimed refund, about $900. An estimated 1.5 million taxpayers may qualify. Scientists say time in the early days of the universe moved in slow motion. A team of astronomers studied black holes over time to see how the universe looked like it was speeding up as it aged. The lead study author said when the universe was about a billion years old, time appeared to move five times slower. I'm Trey Thomas. And if you're working on this July 4th, chances are time might feel like it's working slow for you as well, moving slow, but you know, that's all right. You stick with 77 WABC. We've got you covered all day. Let's check in on some international news now. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, he's wishing the U.S. a happy birthday on this Independence Day. He wrote a Wall Street Journal op-ed, and Zelensky in it praised American exceptionalism as well as Western ideals, calling American the example of liberty. Zelensky says Ukraine is grateful to the U.S. for providing support during Russia's invasion of the country. And that war in Ukraine now stretching into its 17th month. Ukraine has recently kicked off a counteroffensive. And, of course, with that Wagner uprising in Russia, there's certainly been no shortage of headlines coming out of the Ukraine-Russia war recently. But, I mean, look, I guess if you're Vladimir Zelensky, you kind of have to write this op-ed, right? It's like, okay, well, thank you, guys. Thanks for the cash. Thank you for the money. And, you know, it, it's certainly a um, controversial thing, you know, how much in terms of aid, has been given to Ukraine over the last year, year plus. But um, nice of Zelensky to say that, right? American exceptionalism being praised on this July 4th. The new Barbie movie is causing a bit of a dust-up over in Vietnam. In fact, the movie is being banned due to the fact that a map of the South China Sea is featured in one scene. Chinese maps show a U-shaped nine-dash line to represent its claim over large parts of the sea, including parts that Vietnam considers theirs. The highly anticipated star-studded movie is only the latest to be banned for the same reason in Vietnam, following the animated film Abominable, the action movie Uncharted, and the Australian drama Pine Gap. That's all in the past five years. The Barbie movie stars Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and was originally set to be released in Vietnam on July the 21st. I'm Mark Mayfield. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not really that into the barbie movie i mean it you know it, it's funny you look at some of the the marketing material and i think margot robbie is certainly you could do a lot worse in terms of making a selection for somebody who's going to play barbie and i uh, you know ryan gosling i think he's kind of a, a, a decent ken by by and large i don't know how you're supposed to expect these people to move and talk and you know what their personality or character is considering that they're toys but Maybe there's something I'm not aware of, some sort of source material that they're basing that off of. Staying international for a second, Israel reportedly attacked in a large, uh, an alleged terrorist base in the West Bank, 
and killed at least eight Palestinians. Israel says the attack dealt a big blow to terrorist organizations. Some Arab countries are condemning the operation. Egypt's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said Israel used excessive and indiscriminate use of force. Jordan, Iran, and Turkey also spoke out, calling to end the aggression. I'm Brian Shook. Moving from the Middle East back here at home, we can do a story that connects to gasoline prices. The folks in charge of the Sheets gas station, that's Sheets with a Z, if you're aware of that convenience store chain, they're dropping prices in a big way on this 4th of July. Throughout the day, gas prices at Sheets, except for diesel, will honor the year the Declaration of Independence was adopted. They're putting the cost of fuel up at 17.76. That's $1.77, six-tenths per gallon. And company CEO Travis Sheets says in a statement they hope the discount will help customers as they travel to celebrate the 4th of July with an obvious nod to our nation's birthday. And plenty of people are traveling this 4th of July holiday weekend. This discount applies to all Sheets locations in Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia. If you're traveling in Ohio and North Carolina, they got locations down there as well. So there was a confirmed shark attack off Long Island yesterday and word of a possible second attack as well. The victim in the confirmed shark attack, that was off Fire Island as a 15-year-old boy. He had bites on his left foot. Newsday reports that everything's intact. In other words, he didn't lose part of the foot. Being treated at a hospital. Earlier in the afternoon, a 15-year-old girl was bitten in the leg by something, possibly a shark or something else. And these are the first Long Island shark bite reports of 2023. There were eight last summer and maybe a dozen in the 150 years before that. So things do seem to be on the rise. Uh, I know that they're using drones this year to carry out some patrols for sharks there off Long Island. All right, WABC News Time, 545. This is James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden on the 5 a.m. News Hour. Let's check in on sports. It's the opening day of Wimbledon yesterday. Now in the books, four-time defending champion Novak Djokovic and fourth-seeded Casper Ruud each rolled to victories in the first round. On the women's side, seventh-seeded Coco Goff was upset by fellow American Sophia Kennan in a three-set thriller. Venus Williams, the all-time legend, she's been knocked out of the tournament while top-seeded Iga Shivantek and fourth-seeded Jessica Pagula each advanced. In baseball, the Yankees beat the Orioles 6-3. to It was a comeback win for the Bombers. They were down 3 nothing after three innings, but from there scored six unanswered runs, did those Yankees. And that included a tie-breaking go-ahead three-run homer from center fielder Harrison Bader, certainly known more for his defense. He spoke to the Yes Network afterward. Volpe's been incredible for, for so long, throwing up zeros. Volpe's, uh, you know, stringing together just, you know, a lot of good work. Higgy with big hits. G, big hits. You know, it's just about chipping away and uh, passing the baton. And now the Mets first off their series with the Giants, where they actually won a series for the first time in uh, months. I think it was June the last time they won a series. They start off with the D-backs this afternoon, sending Kodai Senga to the hill. It's a 4-10 first pitch with the Diamondbacks in Arizona. By the way, the Mets made a trade yesterday, acquiring Trevor Gott from Seattle. He's a right-hander that will pitch out of their bullpen. They gave up lefty Zach Muckenhern. Former Met Chris Flexen was also acquired in the trade, but immediately designated for assignment, and he's been struggling. This is really kind of one of those cash dump deals where Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, he's got a lot of cash. He's willing to take on bad contracts. The Mets wanted Trevor Gott. They didn't necessarily want Chris Flexen, but they took Chris Flexen and his salary to get Trevor Gott. So we told you the Yankees came back to win, but fans, what they really want to know is what about the captain? What about Aaron Judge? How's his injured toe? Well, he finally gave an update. 
And we've got more details on that at WABCSportsRadio.com. Go to WABCSportsRadio.com. All kinds of stories there, but one, including Aaron Judge and the latest on his toe. James Flippin here, filling in for Noam Laden on the 5 a.m. news hour. How about some entertainment news? So the Beatles aren't the hottest name in music these days, for sure, but artificial intelligence, that's a hot topic. Ringo Starr says the Beatles would never use artificial intelligence to fake John Lennon's voice. Starr was talking to Rolling Stone Music, the podcast, and said recently that a final Beatles record is expected to be released later this year. The record will have vocals from the late George Harrison and John Lennon, but they were recorded prior to their deaths. Paul McCartney said last month that AI was used to separate Lennon's vocals from an old demo during the making of Peter Jackson's 2021 documentary on the Fab Four, The Beatles Get Back. And Ringo Starr, by the way, says this will undoubtedly be the final track you'll ever hear with the four lads. In business news, Facebook owner Meta is launching a new rap app, I should say, to rival Twitter, and they say it'll go live on Thursday. The app called Threads is available for pre-order on the Apple App Store. It's going to be linked to Instagram, and this move, just the latest in a rivalry between Meta boss Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter owner Elon Musk. Last month, the pair talked about agreeing to a physical fight, although it's unclear how serious they are and whether or not that would actually happen, there have been some uh, rumors. I think it was some official in Italy, a minister of some official agency, that said this should happen in the Coliseum. And then I think Musk even suggested that could happen. By the way, uh, Twitter, Elon Musk, they plan to soon charge people for TweetDeck, which is a application that kind of helps you use Twitter if you're a really heavy user, maybe use it for your business or something like that. It has been free for years, but now they're going to start charging for it. The U.S., by the way, is uh, recommending that Americans reconsider if they're thinking of traveling to China. The State Department, in an updated advisory, said there's a risk of wrongful detention and U.S. citizens could be detained without access to U.S. consular services or information about their alleged crime. Americans are also warned against using drugs in or prior to arriving in China and against participating in demonstrations or protests. The advisory comes amid rising tensions between Washington and Beijing. I'm Mark Mayfield. Well, wildfires have been a, been a big story here this summer in the tri-state as a result of those Canadian wildfires burning up in first Nova Scotia and then Quebec. It led to some dramatic smoky skies and some poor air quality here in New York. Right now, triple-digit temperatures in Texas aren't stopping fire crews as they have a giant wildfire west of Dallas mostly contained. Mandatory evacuation orders have now been lifted there, but more than 1,000 acres burned in what is a rural part of the state. The Texas A&M Forest Service says the origin of the fire is man-made, but they're not saying if it was in purpose or not. The flames actually started behind a storage facility. And then staying in Texas, a new study looks at which U.S. cities are best for starting a career. According to Bankrate, the top metro area to begin a career in, For the new graduating class is Austin, Texas. The study also showed that Gen Z has different values that they're looking for in a job search, including flexible work and an employer with values they align with. I'm guessing flexible work probably has something to do with the remote work category. Following Austin is Seattle, Salt Lake City, Raleigh, and Nashville. That's rounding out the top five. Back here in New York, we know that actor Jonathan Majors, who's a Marvel star, he's been facing allegations of abuse from former girlfriends. Well, 
Now more on the way, a report from Rolling Stone, over 40 people who have known Majors during his time in graduate school, his Hollywood career, and his romantic relationships, 40 people have lodged physical, mental, and emotional abuse allegations against the actor. And this is from sources who detailed to Rolling Stone that instances of emotional abuse in at least two romantic relationships are included. The new report coming just months after Majors was arrested in New York over an alleged domestic dispute. The New York Times reporting that police have determined the woman who accused Majors in that incident attacked him. And apparently they have enough evidence to arrest her. Well, more than one in three Americans say they don't know exactly what the 4th of July commemorates, which, of course, is the signing of the Declaration of Independence in 1776. A survey out from one poll quizzed a 1,000 people who identified as Americans on their knowledge as to civics and history. More than 8 in 10 knew that the commander-in-chief of the military is the president and that the star-spangled banner is the national anthem. So that's pretty good, over 80%. But 40% did not know that the right to bear arms is enshrined in the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And more than 10% don't know that freedom of speech was protected by the First Amendment. And I actually think people could be um, forgiven for that, considering sort of what goes on these days with social media and how you have to, you know, certainly be careful what you say. Um, Freedom of speech from government intrusion. Doesn't really matter if your job has a... uh, a concern there. So we told you that the Macy's 4th of July fireworks are coming tonight, and it's going to be over 60,000 shells fired off from barges along the East River between East 26th and East 42nd Street, the show starting up at 925. Many new fireworks this year that will be making a mile-wide waving flag with a combination of red, white, and blue shells. And, of course, we told you, be careful if you're out there with fireworks, if you're going to be doing some grilling, watch out for the uh, explosions, watch out for hot surfaces. And they're repeating some of our top stories. At least four people dead, others injured after a mass shooting in Philadelphia. Police confirming six people were struck by gunfire, at least four dead. The suspected gunman in custody, described as a man with an AR-style rifle, a handgun, multiple magazines, body armor, and a police scanner. The NYPD says they're continuing their fight against gun violence following a spate of weekend shootings. Seven of nine shootings that occurred between Friday and Monday were in the Bronx. And then how about that? Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest later today in New York. Last year's champ Joey Chestnut trying to beat his world record of 76 hot dogs and buns that he ate in 2021. Mickey Sudo on the women's side, the top contender. She's going for 50. A survey from WalletHub is claiming tri-state residents aren't very patriotic. In fact, it ranked all 50 states in terms of patriotism. New York checked in at 47, Connecticut 41, New Jersey at 40. The most patriotic state is Virginia, and then there's Montana and Alaska in terms of the top three. That said, 87% of Americans do plan to celebrate Independence Day this year. And if you're going to be cooking out, maybe holding a barbecue on this July 4th, well, it is the most popular holiday for grilling, after all. FDNY Lieutenant Jim McCarthy says be safe. All those grills that you're using out there, they can easily get up to 1,000 degrees. You should make sure that the grill is at least three feet away from any uh, structure. Don't leave a hot grill unattended. I have to tell you, before I moved into my house, it was not my fault, but somebody left the grill too close to the siding of the garage, and it's all warped and kind of, you know, messed up and... Got to watch out for that. And then what's going to be in your cooler on this July 4th? Well, you know, as a result of all the Dylan Mulvaney backlash and the boycott, 
Bud Light is no longer America's top-selling beer. In fact, it might surprise you to know that Bud Light now sells for less than water in some American warehouses. A warehouse in Pennsylvania said a 30-pack of Bud Light was $9. The manager there says he has cases of water that cost more. This comes after the Bud Light commercial featuring transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney led to some customers boycotting the brand. Before the controversy, Bud Light was the top-selling beer in the U.S., but now sales have dropped nearly 30%. I'm Brian Shook. Another top story here this morning. Three black and Latino groups say Harvard's consideration of legacies and donors in the admissions process violates the Civil Rights Act. A complaint filed Monday with the U.S. Department of Education Office for Civil Rights argues that giving preference to legacies and donors admits predominantly white students while excluding non-white applicants. The complaint comes just days after the Supreme Court ruled that using race when determining admissions is unconstitutional, effectively ending affirmative action. I'm Mark Mayfield. WABC News Time 557. James Flippin filling in for Noam Layden on this July 4th. Good morning, everybody. It is 558 on this July 4th. So Wallet Hub claims the tri-state isn't patriotic. I haven't experienced that, especially not here at 77 WABC. But the pay tribute to our nation on Independence Day. We leave you with a snippet of Johnny Cash's ragged old flag. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin. But she's in good shape for the shape she's in. She's been through the fire before, and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning, we take her down every night, we don't let her touch the ground, and we fold her upright. On second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. And I'm James Flippin. It was a pleasure filling in for Noah Mladen today. This has been the 77 WABC 5 a.m. News Hour. Happy Independence Day, everybody. WABC New York. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.